0: So that's what Paul is telling the Romans here, that sacrifice of Jesus that he describes, I think, in chapter 12, verse 1, by the mercies of God. And he's saying, because of the first 11 chapters and the mercies of God, you need to do this. You need to present your bodies a holy sacrifice. A And, and these are... Um, it's kind of a transition at this point. This is now we're talking about things that that you can apply that you can do with what he has given us so far through this book. Uh, so we're going to also, I think, maybe in a way, he's telling you how to exercise those gifts that you have, and he lists some of those things, and some of them. Okay, we don't have those things today, but everybody has a certain type of gift. No matter what it is or what level it is, we all have probably many things that we can do, and he's telling us what to do with those, how to use those things. So we get in the latter part of the chapter, and it starts sort of itemizing some things. So looking at those in general, let's just read through them again. Starting in verse 9, let love be without hypocrisy abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but, with, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own vengeance, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So looking at the whole, I want to start out. If there's anything, think about the whole group of instructions here. What do you think about those? What is the general uh, theme or the general meaning of these things? Is there a, a specific area that it covers or doesn't cover? What, what types of things are we looking at here? Brad, turn us off, please. It seems
1: other-centered. I Maybe mean, go back to verse 3. Um, it says, for by the grace given to me, I say, everyone among you not, uh, not to think uh, of himself nor highly than he ought to think. So it seems like that is kind of Motivation behind all of these things is you need to be other
0: centered.
2: Others? Others
0: centered? Yeah. Okay, exactly. All right, so looking out to other people, uh, taking away the personal whatever uh, uh, glory or whatever it might be that we're we're looking at there. So, what other general things? We'll go through some more specifics here in a minute. Uh, But right now, just kind of an overall other people. Yes,
3: Bob. Now, as he does also elsewhere, there's a big emphasis on love and the way that you uh, act towards other people. Yes. Okay. There's a theme of love throughout this whole section. Mm-hmm.
0: There's kind of a theme throughout the whole Bible in there. Yeah. <laughs> but specifically, yes, I would agree. It says uh, very much. Uh, concentrate on that theme. So the theme of love, love for one another, love for others. Uh, other things. We got one over here, Josh? Yeah. Okay, Go ahead,
4: uh, He says everybody has a function. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. So when you think of those gifts, it's, it's not like well, some of you have gifts, and some of you you're just extras, extras in the in the movie and, and behind the scenes. You need to use what you've got, and everybody has something.
5: And it's just,
0: overall, marks of a Christian. Overall, marks, signs of a Christian in general, yes. All these things fit with what would be considered that. (coughs) Mm, Yeah, Bob?
2: describe the character of the individual. And when you read through this, with that in your mind, you're describing the character of the Testament Christian that we're all supposed to uh, adorn these things in our lives to the
0: Lord. Right. And in the same way, I think you'd agree, this is not a checklist of the Christian. The same way the the qualification of an elder are not a checklist, but a character description of that person. Yes. The,
4: uh, talking about that, I talked to some, some other people after, after class. It's incredible to me that we see the church as, uh, as a unit, if you will, like like a, an orchestra composed of many different things. And I think a lot of times one of the difficulties of being an elder would be to keep that in perspective. like I can do all those things, but once again, when I look at the body, I do feel like Avon is a really good depiction from what I see in scriptures. And so I do think that when you look at Revelations, I do think that sometimes congregations are looked at as a whole, and how we contribute
0: and participate in the goals that we have to play. Okay. I think it's difficult to, to separate the congregation and the people. There are obviously individual things, but we're working as a, as a group here, and that's the way God uh, designed that to be. Uh, other thoughts on the general... Yeah, I got a couple over here. Okay. Josh, you over here. Okay, good. Sure. Yeah. simply
5: like seems it has a, a lot to say about um, your interactions with your enemies says, Bless those who persecute you, um, repay no one evil for evil. Uh, vengeance is the Lord's. Um, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. It seems to go throughout the whole, whole section there.
0: Yeah, so it, it might be. Some people have divided into the first few verses there within the brethren, and the next verses are uh, with among those outside. Could be. Uh, I'm not surprised it spends a lot of time on that because. Wouldn't that be one of the most difficult things for us to have to deal with this? Go ahead, Mark.
2: Seems to be an emphasis on works, activity, no diligence.
0: Okay, yeah. If we, we do the right there. And
1: I missed the comments on somebody who already said this, but um, the reason this is uh, the picture of Christians is because it's a picture of Christ. Jesus did
0: office. Okay. I like that. Very good. It is a picture of Christ. Exactly what he did. Uh, maybe that picture of the glory of God. If you think about Paul has mentioned that a couple times in, in the in the book, in the letter. But the first time he mentioned it, it was chapter three. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Okay, so in our own Devices, we are short of that. But then he mentions it again in chapter five, and it says we're introduced by faith to the hope of this glory. Does it appear that okay, you can attain this in a certain way, not by your own works, but this glory of God? And now these things he's telling us here is almost the the whatever that. Word. The completion, <laughs> fruition. You now, oh, English oh, strong suits. Wait a minute, I didn't have a strong suit. <laughs> um, so these are the things he's describing that, as we are by Christ, we are now saved. We are now attaining to that that God has, can assign to us because of his son. All right, so I mentioned just a bit ago, I think 9 through 13 seem to be discussing among the brethren and how you treat one another, possibly. And then 14, there's a few exceptions maybe, but 14 and following be those outside. Uh, but look at how how might you uh, describe these or think about these when you think about the opposites. I think that's helpful sometimes when you look at something and it says, oh, do Uh, be this way it's like you know we could argue well I am that way and and one argument might be well what would it look like if you weren't what would it look like if you were the opposite of that let love be without hypocrisy what would love look like with hypocrisy what might that look like if you were hypocritical with or in your love what would a hypocritical love look like? Hopefully, that's not like a real stumper question. I mean, <laughs> but is there a way, Josh? Do you want to get, here, go ahead, Lloyd?
2: It would certainly look like
6: you're saying are not doing it. So you say you have love for a person,
2: but then you don't have any action behind it. And like
0: James mentions, yes. That's exactly what I was going
2: to say. You can say that all day long, but unless you
6: acted that and showed that in your
2: life, it would mean
0: nothing. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Just yes.
4: maybe always uh, giving love, a, but a looking for something in return in a conditional or a like
0: Okay. Works. So that I mean, obviously these things are, are true, but I think that is something that is kind of a uh, maybe nuance to that that we might not recognize. Really nice. It's like, yeah, I'm showing love. You know, let love you without hypocrisy. Well, I'm showing love. And it's like, you know, if I'm really nice to this person, you know what they do? You know, you know, they have a business with some trinkets that I really like. And if I'm really, you know, friendly to that person, I'm I might getting a trinket. Right? Is that love without hypocrisy? There may be other things that way. Maybe... Make what type of people do you love? Maybe certain types, a little more than other, and whatever group that may be. I don't care how you divide them or group them, or you know, the first thing I think pops to mind is race or racial. But what about political? What about uh, Southern and Northern? And what about... Yeah, who do you hang out with? Who do you you know, I really lean, back to you more this type of people than others? Is our love for one another universe? Yes, Hannah. Okay, that is an excellent example. It's like, yeah, this could gain some points when people see that I'm doing these things. Uh, So that would be another way to do that. Yes, Luke. Probably multiple levels or layers or, of those things that would have to be displayed or it could be displayed. But exactly. So another general thing on these, because you mentioned that, as we've mentioned a couple times, it's not just a, a checklist of things. So do you notice anything missing from this list or how... I'm not really missing from the list, but the list is not... What? It would be weird. It, it, it's, it would be very difficult to take this and extinguish all the things that we need to do by checking them off. So it's not all-inclusive, and it is not a a thing that you could say, all right, I, I did that one, and I did that one, and down the list, because for one, they apply to so many different aspects of every part of your life. It's 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 a general uh, atmosphere or a general mindset of the Christian. So what's missing is the the checklist mentality from this. You can't say, well, if I'm a Christian, I'm going to. You know, I'm going to do every single one of these things, and as I check them off, it's like, oh, God's happy with that one. and There, he's good with that one, and, and down the list. And that's not how these things work. Um, yes, go ahead, Ryan. And, and
5: if you treat these just as a binary thing, of course to grow that too. So, I um, mean, imagine like you say you appoint an elder, you can say that he needs all of these requirements and then like 30 years later he's still an elder. Well, he still meets the requirements. And he's he arrived back then and he's still there. That's that's not how it should actually look. Um, it's really more like we're seeing this, this painting being painted in the old by Jesus. And we're, we've got our own canvases and we're trying to mimic that as best we can. And as we go along we're
0: So, once you become a Christian, you don't have to look at this list anymore, right? Because that's where <laughs> kind of the idea is like we've attained that, so we're past. No, that's not it at all. you go there, go to
4: To, you know, making a checklist
0: and stuff like that, we're simply reducing uh, the character of Christ. Okay. Yes. Reducing it down to something we can check
4: off.
3: I didn't check into the actual reclining which I this, But all of these uh, what we would call action verbs, they do not give the appearance of uh, fitting into a checklist saying, okay, I have done that not finished it's a continual thing something that we're always doing right to live to love to um, rejoice right. uh, it, you know it's not just a one thing that i've done it once i can check it off it's something that we will continue to do and do and do yes and i think
0: you, you mentioned these are action words, which I agree. That's the way they're translated. It seems like I've heard that these are more of a descriptors or in, the, in the original rather than imperatives. They were like descriptions of... I'm not sure what I'm saying because we're in English again and in and, 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 and Greek also, and now we're doubly out of my league. Uh, but they're more descriptors, descriptors of the Christian rather than they are the imperatives given to become or, or to act that way. I don't know if that makes a huge difference at all. Uh, maybe somebody that knows more about that could <laughs> straighten me out there. But it doesn't, I don't think that they are uh, translated in the same form that they were written, if that makes any difference at all. Yes, Lord. So, so if it seems
4: like you're saying, I guess
6: this is what I take from my This, right? Ultimately, this is just the way, it becomes the way we live, and that's ultimately what we're we'll striving for to be Christ-like, and this is what the scriptures actually indicate. That's ultimately our way of life is to be objective or to go. Yes, and, and
0: to live that way in every aspect of your life, not just in church, Not just when I'm a Christian, not just when I'm dealing with other Christians, but when I'm in the world, because it even talks about some characteristics that you need when you're dealing with your enemies, when you're dealing with those outside. These these are the ways, the things that you need to have in your life to deal with those. Uh, Let's look at some more of those. Abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. Abhor what is evil. Abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. That seems fairly uh, straightforward. I don't know if there's any other ways to interpret that or things that might come to mind. But think about how that would look in your life. If you are abhorring what is evil, you're going to stay away from those things. You're not going to try to get close to those things, but abhor it. I mean, totally be opposed to those things Uh, be devoted to one another in brotherly love give preference to one another in honor giving preference to one another putting others before yourself being devoted to one another so how are those things going to look day to day in your life how does it appear Uh, How does it display itself? Sometimes that can be maybe difficult. Maybe go back to the first. Uh, Love without hypocrisy. Well, if someone so needs help, I'll be right there. But if it's someone else, well, they asked for help last week. Right? Or, I'm not sure they need any help. I think they've got plenty of money. Or, what might those things look like? Not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer. So try to take those things and make them... Something that you do every day. Try to try to make that something that you can say. All right, did did I do that today? Yep, check that one off. Uh, that would be difficult because that is an attitude. It's like Yeah, I think
1: sometimes we um, like when I think about what is the opposite of abhorring what is evil and clinging to what is good. You know, we. We flirt with the evil and we mock the things that are good. C.S. Lewis has a quote: "We laugh at honor and are shocked to find traitors in our midst." Um, and sometimes we we really like the appeal of being a little mischievous or or uh, clinging to and, and kind of flirting with uh, rebellion. Um, and and we want to be open-minded, but we also want to honor and value um, integrity and good and not mock it um, or we're going to be shocked when we find that there are rebels
2: among us in it without us. Right.
0: So if we do that among, in whatever our plan, whatever our group, whatever whether it's uh, friends or church or whatever atmosphere at work and then if we're doing that and then surprised to find that that, are, that others are are have gone a step beyond us and and doing that even worse. Uh, Josh over here, yeah, I mean uh Lisa. I just love how
7: so I agree.
0: Right, which was mentioned earlier about how there is room for growth even in this list, because what I perceive, what I learn, what I do uh, daily—you uh, know, not lagging behind in diligence. Yeah, it's kind of big, but man, that is something that I can continue to improve on every day. It doesn't have to be a one-time thing.
1: <laughs> To me, uh, takes into the account that maybe I am earning something, I am doing something to check off and you know, earn some kind of position. And I think the whole the way Paul sets this up is totally against that. I and mean, he's saying we are presenting ourselves a living sac- sacrifice uh, to God. It's not it's not us doing this. And then in verse three, talks about grace given me. The only way I can do this is through God's grace. I and mean, then I'm not to thank myself neither. And then uh, it's because the God has dealt each a measure of faith. I mean it's not about us. It's not about us to do this through that. It's about what God is doing.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna say I think that we Lisa at least have mentioned that as a checklist this is something that I can go back to and check myself against but not as trying to attain a, a goal and check them off. and say, oh, I did that, I'm good, but it's something that I can reevaluate or check myself with. Other thoughts? Yeah, Bob. The,
3: the idea of check this is a list and, you know, Paul puts a list of things. He's not putting the word check in front of it. That's something we do. And uh, a checklist implies something that you've done once and you're finished with. And you don't need to worry about that one anymore. But a list of characteristics that we need to have is something that we need to continually be looking at and striving for. Uh, um, I know it's semantics,
0: but yeah. uh, list sounds more like what it is to us. Or should be. To yeah, I understand. Understand what you're saying. It's, we just gotta understand mentally what we're the, the distinction that we're making between these. So. I thought you had a comment because I, I could tell I could see you thinking. It requires a lot
2: of effort on my part, so it's visible. <laughs> easy way to look at this, I think, or a helpful way to look at this is all these things that have been uh, written in here by Paul describes the person of Jesus Christ. You know, we can read down through there and and see about it. I see Jesus. I see Jesus. I see Jesus. And that's what we're being told and instructed to do, is to, is to put him on, you know, in our lives. And he, he has the ultimate uh, character. The, the God pleasing character, the, the people serving character, the sacrificing character that we need to develop and these things all are our, our part and parcel of that. Uh, but this list is not here long enough to embody him. Obviously between the words that could, but uh, I think it helps ground us when we just think about, it. I see Jesus there. I need to be like him.
0: Very good kind of somewhat back to that idea about the glory of God and and trying to get to that point. That's what we, where we want to be. Uh, Contributing to the needs of the saints, which I think we've talked about a little bit. Practicing hospitality. And I don't know if that maybe is the transition line there between among the brethren and among others. I don't know if the hospitality has to go one way or the other, but it certainly seems like it would fit in both categories, among the brother and among those outside. Practicing hospitality. And that would always seem so simple, doesn't it? It's like, you need to practice hospitality. Oh, okay. But what does that look like? What does that look like in your life? Well, I shake hands with everybody in my head of the building. Is that, is that hospitality? Or is it only, oh, if you fix a meal up for somebody, man, I'm in trouble because <laughs> unless we're grilling out, I ain't cooking. <laughs> so what, what exactly does that look like, Alan? Well, I think what Jesus said in Matthew 25, for I was hungry and you, you did
6: food. I was searching in a drink of a stranger and you welcomed me to seek to take care of the needs of others and show hospitality. You're doing that for the Lord. It's as if it was the Lord. And that would be something that's very special to us to want to do. Even to those who are enemies.
0: You had to go there, didn't you? I mean I had to, I, it was so easy to figure out. But now You opened this up. That's more difficult. Yes. I
7: listened to something recently that said hospitality was inviting people into all areas of your life. And honestly, it's not so hard to fix a meal
0: or shake somebody's hand. But,
7: man, when you have to actually include people in your life, that's where it can be challenging. That's where you want to be kind of picky about who you choose. But... The reality is the person that I struggle to communicate with because they speak a different language than
1: me or
7: just somebody who thinks very differently than me. I mean, Jesus would have welcomed them into his circle, And I need to do the same. And that's true hospitality. And we would have been the
0: disciples in the background saying, Jesus, do you want me to get rid of that person? Are they bothering you? Is this guy, uh, you know being a problem we can kind of get lost. Yes. Um, I assume that as we grow
7: it's gonna look different for us in different cities. So I assume that the handshake could
0: Amazing. I was just getting ready to say something similar, but that was the idea. It's like we can continue to go back to this, and we can continue to excel farther in every one of these aspects. You know, you can grow and grow and grow in that. There's room for growth in that. Other thoughts that you want to make on that? Bless those who persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not use be wise in your own estimation. There's several things in there that come come to mind. If we feel like we have learned or attained, or Josh, we got a couple here, Lisa and Alan. If we feel like we've learned something or gained some knowledge. It's pretty easy to get haughty about that, isn't it? It's like, man, here's what it means, folks. This is the way you need to act with that and to look down on others. But as was just pointed out, we are not all in the same place on these things. We are not all in the same place on our overall spiritual journey in trying to attain that goal of being like God, like Christ. Being holy, and once I figure out something, he's like, "Oh, wh- wow, this is this is great!" Now you all need to be right where I'm at. We forget that I couldn't associate with myself last week because I wasn't there, but we want to apply that to everyone else. What have they said in that to I Just like that, someone shared with me that this verse says to be what
7: those who be, and that's. <coughs> sometimes it's hard to know what to say and how to help someone who's really going through a tough time. You
6: don't have to know why it's the words You can just cry. Right. right. Okay. Um, to live in harmony with one another, do not be high, but associate with the lonely. The lonely there are, are, is the idea or to give yourselves to humble tasks. To give yourself to humble tasks. Seeking out The things that others might not want to do, you know, we've done this whole thing. Let's bring in the world and immigration; they they will do what we won't do. But we need to do that. We need to want to do that.
0: There may be some application there as well. Very good. So, um, what ways might we even do that, in distinguishing between people? our assemblies Uh, so what is the example that's given in the bible about how dealing with the poor man and the rich man the rich man comes in and we give him a a a good seat of honor a seat of honor i want you to think about that for a minute the seat of honor now, I don't know what that looked like in the first century, except maybe a front row, prominence, head of the table type thing. But what would be a seat of honor in this classroom right now? What would be a seat of honor? Well, when the poor man comes in, um, you could sit, you know, on a footstool or something like that. I don't know what. We I mean, look at the seat you and why. What seat would I take if I Well, I'd like certain seats. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, it could. It could be demonstrated in many different ways, and that is, that is one of them. Yes,
1: um, pretty much along the line of what he was going to say.
7: I don't think, or what he said. I don't think it's physically that we do that so much. Um, but I just remember, like growing up, comments made. Did you see what that person's wearing? You know, how, really, they just come of church like that. Um, never in front of the person or anything, but. Just kind of an attitude that, that you would kind of get. And really, I think that's like exact antithesis of of what, or along the lines of what is being said
0: in Yes, very good. Yeah.
5: Uh, maybe in the last one said you got like, you know, brother so and so, who's a well you known preacher from you know, some congregation a long way away, and like giving him a whole lot of attention, a lot of. Comments and just be you paying know, off of that, uh, that can be a you, know, you wouldn't necessarily do that to somebody
0: just walking on the street. Right. Right. Good, good thoughts. I think one way that we need to be aware of, maybe in our in our assembly that might I uh, might fall into this, uh we're have visitors coming in. Uh oftentimes I'll, I'll be helping kind of usher or whatever finding seat. And every time you know, a family of six comes in, I look around right now and find me six seats together for that family to sit down. Is it worth Is it worth you getting up, living your family if necessary to let that family of six sit together? I think that would be showing honor to those. Um, that type of thing. Um, you know, we like, the, we, like the end, we like the end seats on the rows. And, you know, visitors come in and what? Yeah, you can sit here. You have to step over four people to get in, you know, to get to these seats because I'm going to sit on the end. I don't know. Is that, I mean, think about that. Can we get to that point? It's like, brother, I'll sit, you know, I'll have my kids sit on my lap and we'll scrunch together three of us in two chairs so that you can have... Rude for your family—that would be showing on to that. So, uh, I mean, there are other things we could go on all day about whether or not these are, you know, right or wrong or applicable or how far to carry these things. But that's just some things we could think about. Never pay back evil for it evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. If possible, I think indicates that there is times that that's not possible. But as far as it depends on you, so that there's nothing on your end that needs to be corrected. Never take your own revenge, but leave room for wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And then the opposite, verse 20. In fact, if your enemy, the one that you're wanting to take vengeance on and wrath on, if he's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. And then we look at the next part of that and we go, yeah, we can He's burning coals on his head. You, you've just erased everything that you've been taught. That is not the attitude of that verse. I mean, I don't know that I can tell you exactly what it means, but I can tell you it doesn't mean that. It doesn't because you've just turned it into visits. It's like, I'm going to get some water. Right? That's what he's saying not to do. So what is this burning coals on his head going to look like? I don't know, maybe in his mind it's going to be a burning desire to finally figure out what's the truth and what the right attitude and the way to treat people this. Uh, but it can't be the opposite of what Paul's been telling us this whole time. Don't be vengeful, but secretly be vengeful. No, that is not it at all. So where does God come in with his wrath? It's it's his. Vengeance is mine. I think that's where chapter 13 goes right on into this from chapter twelve. I think a continuation of these things, Jesse. When I think about that. Yes. Yeah, it's like, whoops, I missed that one. Yeah, where Where were you in the past? Yes, Joshua here, please. Rissa. Let me read the start of chapter 13. Let every person be in submission or subjection to the governing of four authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Go ahead. I just see this. So the best way to get rid of enemies is to make them friends. I'm high school history, and I'm sorry. Revolution
6: and and uh, I was so adamant at first about how our rights were taken away from us and we needed to fight against the British, and the British were so evil, and my sons made me think about it differently. And then I asked the questions after that to my students who were christ I said, would you, as a Christian, have fought against the crown? And I was to the one, they said, no, based on these verses here. You know, here we are going to be subject to the Lord, for the Lord's sake, to every human institution in Peter, says, whether the Emperor or Supreme, the governors, sin the punish. You know, we are, we are not to be against. And, and, and the think about people worrying about what countries may overtake us. Well, what's, what if another country ever take us? What if, what if our laws change so much that they're against us? Well, still, we must be subject to those laws where it is as far as we can for the Lord's sake. Because it's, it's not, oh, they're evil and I've got to come against them. i must submit. And I think that's the hardest thing for us to realize, especially as teachers in history. I'm not going to let you comment anymore. Um,
0: Those things are very difficult. (laughs) I'm going to say amen. I mean, that is spot on. And this patriotic feeling that we sometimes really promote, even in the churches. I'm okay with being a patriot, just like the Israelites were Israelites. The Jews were Israelites. That was their country. But... When, when God says, okay, I need your Israelites to start following this Christ that was all planned to come along, and that will save you. Nope, I'm staying with my country. Who are we staying with, our country or our God? Uh,
5: going back to the early polls, there was a was called fire for a, a, a man who a Christian and tries to win back his estranged life. And after uh, weeks and weeks of, like, the showing of, whatever it is you have, I want it. Uh, that, that's the picture I think here. It's not like a passive, sort of uh, backhanded uh, cruelty, but it's
0: uh, sincere. Yes, exactly. So what kind of government is the best? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, we have our opinions on what governments we would like and what we think are the best. But think about when this was written and the government that they were under. This wasn't this wasn't all you know roses and, and caterpillars and all that stuff. This was Nero. God's government. God's government. Benevolent king. A benevolent king, yes. Jesus Christ. Jesus. So you know we can talk about against communism all day long and I think there are some arguments you can make that it's probably not the best government, but what if that was our government? I mean we have people today that live under that government and what are they supposed to do? Revolt against the government? No, this passage applies to them too. So we get the impression sometimes this this was written to American Christians. (laughs) Because we have the best government there is, and it's okay to follow the government as long as it's good. But if it's bad, don't follow it. Now, there are going to be some things I think we can say you don't do what the government says if it's contrary to God. But just because it's a certain type, doesn't give us the right to rebel against that. We're going to pick up on that and go finish the chapter 13.